This is episode 293 of the AWS podcast, released on January 27, 2019. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS podcast. Simon Lesher here with you. Great to have you back. Today, we're going to talk a bit about data, but not so much the organization of data, but how to get value from your data and how to access your data easily and quickly at really large scale. Now, many of us do a lot of work with large data sets, and it's interesting as time has progressed, what was a large data set is not considered a large data set because we've gone from megabytes to gigabytes to terabytes to petabytes to exabytes to yottabytes and so on and so forth. And what tends to happen is that we kind of get overwhelmed with the volumes of data we're trying to deal with at a cost-effective way. And also we're often challenged with the fact that a lot of the queries we do are ad hoc and it's quite expensive to keep very large scale infrastructure up and running to cater for those ad hoc type queries. So this is where the Amazon Athena service comes in. Now what Athena does is it helps you analyze unstructured, semi-structured and structured data stored in Amazon S3. So think CSV files, JSON, columnar data formats like Apache Parquet and Apache Orc, really, really common formats and you query them using ANSI SQL. Now, I've often joked that SQL is one of the uh, best skills I ever learned. In fact, if I remember it correctly, it was 1990 that I did my first SQL course running on a uh, IBM DB2 mainframe-based database. And let me tell you, those SQL skills have served me well throughout my career and continue to do so today. So if you know SQL, you can get a lot of benefit out of Athena. Now, what makes Athena interesting is it allows you to do queries without having to build any infrastructure. You just need to have the data in place in S3. So it's serverless. Basically, you point to the data you have in S3, you define your schema. So this is schema on read. So schema on read is about defining the schema when you need the data versus the more traditional data warehouse approach where you refine your data as an ETL process into the database before you can query it. This allows you to do it the other way around, which is really useful if you're not quite sure what you're looking for. Now, Amazon Athena uses Presto with ANSI SQL support. And what this gives you is access to some really powerful capability without the need to build your own Presto cluster or do any of the setup. It really is just get up and get going. So how does it work? Well, essentially what's happening under the covers is you're defining your data description so you're saying, hey, here's what my table looks like. So you may do a you know, create table as pointing to the various buckets or files that you want to access. And then you just write queries as per normal, which is pretty amazing. The nice thing is, is the workload is distributed across multiple different worker nodes and all the capacity planning and all that kind of stuff. It just happens in the background for you. All you have to worry about is what data you want to get. So what are some of the things you can use this for? Well, I use this for trawling a lot of big log files, particularly things like uh, server access logs or CloudFront logs. Very handy for going through large data sets like that. But really anything that's kind of big and unwieldy and you're not quite sure what you want to dive into, this is a really good way to go. So once you've got your data set up and you're ready to go, and again, links in the show notes to how to do all these kinds of things, essentially what you do is just start writing queries. And the way it works is that you only pay for the queries that you run. And it's a pretty simple pricing model. You charged $5 per terabyte scanned by your queries. So what this does is firstly gives you a nice predictable way to figure out, well, what's my query going to cost? But also it kind of encourages you to think about the data you're processing and optimize it as much as possible. And I'll share a few tips with you shortly about how to do that. But the first thing to do is to figure out what answer you're trying to get. Once you figure out the result you're trying to get, then you can work backwards to the data you've got 
and start to experiment with the queries you need to get those answers. Now, one simple way to do it is just in the console. There's an interactive query tool that lets you just dive right in and start writing SQL. It's very satisfying to have it to get going straight away. But you can also connect to it with uh, ODBC and JDBC clients as well. And you can use the command line and you can also use the APIs to execute queries. Now, this is really useful if you have ad hoc queries that you need to run, but you kind of need to run them on a regular basis. So what you can do is you can create uh, a Lambda, for example, that runs on a periodic basis and executes a query. Now, this is all done asynchronously. So you issue a start query execution command where you specify the query that you want to run, the database it runs on, etc., And that will return you a unique ID for that query. Then you can check the status of the query. Has it finished running? And once it's finished running, you call the get query results function and you get the results back. All the results are stored intermediately on S3 as well. So you can see there's a very common sort of platform uh, going on there in terms of your data storage. And this allows you to get queries running at scale whenever you want them to run. And you can automate them as much as you like or as little as you like. Now, obviously the data that you get is not always gonna be in the format that you want and you may need to do some intermediate transitions around that. Now you can create views, which is a very powerful approach to refine data that you're using. That's one approach that I've definitely used quite a lot. But the other thing you can do is use something called create table as select or CTAS is uh, the, the abbreviation for it. And CTAS statements allow you to create a new table from existing tables on a subset of data or a subset of columns. You can also, when you're running these statements, convert data into columnar formats like Apache Parquet, Apache Orc, et cetera, to allow you to partition it. Now, partitioning your data is very important because the more you focus in on the data you need to get the answers you need, the less data you're processing. The less data you're processing, the lower your processing bill will be. Because remember I said it's $5 per terabyte of data processed. If you can reduce the amount of data you're processing, obviously you're going to pay less. Now, the nice thing is that a create table as select or CTAS statement fills the table with the data as a result of a select statement. If you consider a create table statement, that just creates the format of the table. Hey, you know, here's the table, here's the columns, and into data now. CTAS takes a different approach. It says, I'm going to create a new table and populate it with the data you need. So this is really useful if you're going to have uh, some interesting statements to reduce the amount of data you've got. So maybe you're querying some log files and you only want the successful ones. So you only want transactions that have got a success value. So you're going to do a you know, query this table where success equals yes. Only those rows will be put in the new table. Then your queries run on the new table. So CTAS statements are very powerful because it's a writable format, not just a readable format. So how do you take advantage of Athena from a performance perspective? How do you get the most out of it? You, know, you can run inefficient queries. There's no problem there. You can just run your, your basic query and often that's useful if you just want to quickly get an answer or you're testing something out. But if you're going to do things on a repeatable basis and you really want to get the best value for money, which is you know, really what most people want to get, uh, there are some best practices you can use to get some benefits. And there is a great top 10 list that's been put together on the AWS Big Data blog and I'll link to that in the show notes, but I want to highlight a few of them. The first one, as I mentioned, is partitioning your data. So partitioning divides your table into different parts and keeps the related data together based on column values. Now, this is typically things like date, country, region, etc. Think of your partitions as virtual columns. And by doing this, you will reduce the amount of data you ingest to actually scan for the query in the first place. And this, of course, reduces your cost. It also improves your speed. Because remember, we want to get data quickly and we want to get it at low cost. Another really easy trick is to compress and split your files appropriately. 
So by compressing your data, you can speed up your queries because they can be uh, accessed very, very quickly and you're moving less data from S3. Also by having your files at the right amount of size, so not too big, not too small, just right, there's some guidance in this particular blog post, will also improve your speed. But some of the compression algorithms uh, that apply here are things like gzip, bzip2, lzo and snappy. And you can use these to get benefits in terms of speed and also cost. As with any SQL-based thing, there is the wonderful world of query tuning. You can run bad queries, you can run good queries. And because Athena uses Presto underneath the covers, you can look into how Presto works and get insight into how to best optimize the queries that you're running. You can optimize your order by clauses, you can optimize joins, you can optimize group buys, you can optimize the like functions, you can use approximate functions, lots of really interesting ways to tune. And they can give you some significant benefits. You can get massive improvements in performance with just a bit of tweaking. One of my favorite ones is the optimization of the like operator. So if you're filtering for multiple values on a string column, often you do a select. So you may do select count aster from table name where column like alpha or bravo or delta or whatever, you know, some combination thereof. What you should be using instead is the regular expression function. So the regexp underscore like capability. And this can dramatically improve your performance, particularly when you've got a long list of values. So, um, you know, things in the order of sort of 10 to 20% speed improvement is not uncommon with just that particular approach. So there are many, many optimizations. What I recommend most customers do is when you're starting out with Athena and you're writing some initial queries, get the answer first. So figure out how to get the answer you're looking for, then look to do the query optimization afterwards. Otherwise, you'll prematurely optimize rather than getting the answer you're looking for first, then optimizing based upon the known outcome you're trying to drive towards. So we have lots of customers who have used this particular technology really successfully in their uh, big data approaches, in their data lakes, and just from an ad hoc perspective. One great example is a company called Movable Inc., and they do uh, email marketing uh, using their intelligent content platform that does real-time personalization of email campaigns. And they were able to improve their performance by 50% compared to their persistent cluster solutions. So they didn't have to maintain any infrastructure at all and they paid less because it was pay as you go, pay for what you use. They also therefore reduced their cost by $15,000 per month because now they weren't paying for that fixed asset that was just sitting there waiting for a query to come. They could run the queries they needed when they needed. The nice thing about doing it on demand was also they have the capacity that they need to run the queries effectively irrespective of whether they're small or large, without having to do any pre-planning. So just think about the ability to run your large queries without having to think about them in advance. It's really, really powerful. So Athena is one of those things that is often not looked at by folks who maybe aren't really deep in the big data world, but you'd be surprised how beneficial it can be to you and in your day-to-day work. It also supports geospatial data as well, which is a a very popular use case, as well as things like uh, nested JSON arrays as well. So my recommendation, if you're a SQL aficionado, if SQL is in your toolkit of skills that you have, take a moment to have a look at Athena and see all the interesting things you can do with it. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised and suddenly your mind will be aware with the ways you can avoid having to build a database up front. And this really comes down to one of these uh, sort of architecture in the cloud mental models that can really help you along your way. Often when I'm trying to solve a particular customer problem or designing something for myself, I'll sit down with that classic piece of paper and draw up what it might look like. And I'll find myself, you know, drawing a relational database or drawing a cache or drawing something physical or, 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 or persistent. 
And then what I'll have to do is kind of take a breath, sit back and think about how could I solve this without having to have anything persistent running? So if my data is persistent, let's say it's stored in S3, how can I get the answers I'm looking for on an ad hoc basis versus a constant basis? And how can I do it at the lowest possible cost? The nice thing is, is that in the past, maybe I would have had to migrate my data to something like DynamoDB for argument's sake. I don't have to with Athena. I can think about my data in the way I'm comfortable with, which is in a relational SQL-based way. I can access it that way. I can use traditional tools to access it that way, but I can still have it in a serverless fashion. What that does for a lot of use cases is dramatically reduce the cost involved, completely eliminate the resource planning required to build a proper data platform that is performant and available and all those other illities that we have to look after and can get me the answers very, very quickly at any scale that I want. I don't have to think about how big the data could get. I simply need to write the right queries to get the data that I need when I need it. It's really, really powerful. So something to have a look at. That's Amazon Athena. It's available all around the globe. And uh, my recommendation is have a look. Lots of links in the show notes about things you can do with it. I hope that was useful. And I hope uh, if you're a SQL aficionado, this uh, renews your love of SQL. Certainly, I find myself every time I use SQL, I'm like, wow, this is good. I really like using this. It really is a fundamental capability. So thanks again for listening. We do love to get your feedback. Amazon.com is the place to do it. Lots of really interesting episodes coming up. And until next time, keep on building.